how we know we lie. Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Want to welcome you to another episode of The Corona Files. How y'all feeling? How you feeling? How you feeling? Man, it's Wednesday. These these weeks are now starting to seem like they running together, right? I woke up the other day, thought it was Friday. Maybe because it just should have been. I felt like it should have been, but it wasn't. But nevertheless, we want to welcome y'all to another episode of The Lion's Den. And we're going to be talking about thinking outside the box. So keep in mind, we're completely uh, in tune to what's going on right now with civil unrest. We do know that. The thing is, we want to make sure that we are creating the space to allow you to, uh, to understand that with the destruction, either emotional, social, uh, to physical destruction, there's always a chance, always a chance for a rebuild. Okay. Sometimes things have to be broken down and figuratively speaking, burnt down to the ground just so we can realize what we do have. So you can see the big picture and then the build up. So in order to do that, sometimes you have to think outside the box. Now, with us being at home right now, what we have is a lot of opportunity to think and to think different. And that's what this episode is going to be about. So I want to welcome you to that. But before we go into what we normally do, got to holla at my crew. All right. So, Will, brother, 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 how you feeling, brother? How you feel? What's going on, man? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Liking the conversations I've been seeing had. Looking for that action, though. Looking for that action on the horizon. Looking forward for this show. Hey, you know, we come from a, a down south southern view. We got some farmers and things in the family, so I'm looking forward to hearing the brother's perspective and just giving me some insight and seeing what we can do to capitalize off of skill sets that we can do, that you can do. Hey, welcome to the den, baby. Right on, right on. And again, everybody, just if this is your first time, want to say welcome again. But if this is not your first time, you know what it is. Make sure you share this. This is some good information. You never know who may be interested in agriculture excuse me but you never know right you never know what an individual may be interested in so make sure you share this this is gonna be some real good 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 stuff today foots how you feeling bro i'm good bro man everybody welcome welcome into the lion's den man so good to be here to be around talking to have this conversation with my brothers and i'm really looking forward to hearing my brother and what he has to share tonight i just am I'm ready. I want to hear this. this right is on. Different. Right on. It is. And listen, this is the first time, first time we didn't have a straight up real life cowboy. And I'm going to be completely honest and ignorant. I'm going to let y'all know. I ain't think they really existed for real. Prior to maybe, uh, let me see, uh, listening to Bob Marley and, and, and understanding like Buffalo soldiers, but it's a little different. But when I see like some, what is it like some uh you know clint eastwood and all that i ain't never seen no brothers you get what i'm saying so in my mind it wasn't it wasn't real so but anyway herm what's up man how you feel 
What's going on, man? I'm feeling pretty good. First things first, want to give a shout out to General Charles Brown. We're living in history right now, ain't we? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing, and um, I love the way the force is going forward, you know, so I'm, I look forward to great things with that. Uh, man, day's been going good. Uh, we all know what's going on for social media and stuff like that. I'm looking forward for this opportunity, you know, not to stop thinking about it, but just take a break and see about, hey, what can we do going forward? And that's why we asked Mr. Corey Lee to come onto the show because, I mean, this is a whole other side that a lot of the urban community really don't know much about or never really thought about, like agriculture, uh, ranching. You know, and when you think about the essence of it, it's where we came from. You know, this is what our people came up doing. And it's kind of an art that we've lost along the way. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be good to talk to a real-life cowboy. And and another thing, you know what I'm saying? We were one of the first in that, in, in that as well. So it's, it's going to be great to talk to a, a real-life cowboy about that lifestyle. And, and he's not a better country singer than me. But uh, other than that, other than that, man, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Mr. Corey Lee. No, hold on. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's go back. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, every time this brother say he can sing, you already know that's the first lie that come out of his mouth. All right. And so always listen to about 99.3 of what he say. Then after that, he go come around to some bullshit. But anyway, who coming on? Corey Lee. Hey, how you doing, brother? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. And I think that y'all have me uh, yeah. over here tonight. Uh, chance to uh, share my experience and uh, some knowledge that I've gathered throughout the years and uh, maybe give you a different perspective on how we as a people can go forward. Uh, I think a lot of the times that we get so caught on what has happened in the past, we lose sight of what we're doing in the future. And so, you know, we have to find that, that, that happy medium to say, hey, we understand the history, but let's use that to go forward. Because if we don't go forward, we're going to be stuck at the same spot. Bruh, say that. And that's the deal. And a lot of times we as a community, we stay stuck in that. You get what I mean? We stay stuck on it and we can't see the uh, the opportunities that may be right in front of our faces, man. So thank you seriously for being on and for doing this, man. You've been getting it in for 21 years being a cowboy. Hey man, you gotta make it do what it do. Man, I <laughs> never, man. He said, "Make it do what it do." Man, so how? So, so tell us about a little bit of of what you do. Like, what constitutes you as a cowboy? Well, I, I actually rodeo. I'm getting too old, but I actually rodeo. I calf rope. Uh, whether you were aware of it or not, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Facebook and this technology in general has been able to connect people nationally, even worldwide, they, they share the same background, the same thoughts and things that you do. For example, uh, I mentioned earlier, there's a uh, group on Facebook called Black Cowboys. They have 20,000 members, you know, so there, there's still plenty of Black Cowboys still getting it and doing their thing. And In fact, in the modern day uh, rodeo history, uh, the most recognizable face is a Black Cowboy is uh, Fred Whitfield. In fact, he's going to be uh, in Tennessee here with me in October doing a, a, a clinic out of Shelbyville, Tennessee. And uh, and then there's a, a black farmers group that uh, boasts 10,000, 11,000 uh, black farmers. But uh, as I spoke about earlier, 
if you look at the 1890s uh, land grant colleges, those universities was found on agriculture. And, you know, North Carolina A&T, which I'm a proud Aggie, you know, you've got FAMU, you've got uh, Prairie View A&M, you've got uh, Tuskegee. And so agriculture has been live within our community. It's been doing it because everybody likes to think that every successful black person came from Detroit, New York, and D.C. Well, hold on, wait. Wait a minute. Hold on, wait. It is. It, it might be a little true, right? Where, <laughs> Shout where, out to where Detroit. Did come from? <laughs> Say where what? From the south. No, no, no. Actually, no, no. Straight up Detroit. Everybody, everybody, the whole community. Everybody came. No, I'm Lord, Jesus, <laughs> but no, but no, no, you're absolutely right, man. And I, I think that they forget about our history, especially when it comes down to share uh, sharecropping, right? And and understanding how to grow your own and 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 be a part of uh the change and and being self-reliant, because that's the most important thing. How do you be self-reliant? But I want to give a special shout out to our viewers right now. How y'all doing? What's going on, Gary? What's going on, Miss Michelle? I see y'all, Miss Mona. What's going on, Lamarian? What's up? How y'all feeling? Make sure y'all sharing this, right? We will appreciate we appreciate y'all sharing this because we couldn't do what we do if it wasn't for you. All right. So, brothers, what y'all got over there? Hey, Herm, what you got, man? So, Corey, hey, once again, thank you for coming on to talk with us. Um, I want to talk about your experience as when you when you had a farm, uh, ranching, and with agriculture. How did you get started into that business? And um, and if there was somebody that was out there watching that might be wanting to get into this business, what advice you would give them? Or what qualities do they need in order to be successful inside that business? Well, with the ability to be able to connect nationally, there's still a lot of land that's out there either for purchase or to lease. I would recommend to try to find some to lease. You can lease it for basically the tax value of the property. And agriculture taxes are a whole lot cheaper than uh, what you would pay property tax in the city. And by doing that, it serves two purposes. One, you can try to figure out your craft and lower your overhead. And two, there may be some some black farmers out there that don't want to sell their place, but their kids don't want to farm it, but they don't want to see it go in somebody else's hands, and they will, you know, glad to share their knowledge to help you along while you, uh, you know, farm their uh, farm their uh, land. And, you know, a lot of the uh, black farmers, the older ones, they're getting really, really old, and, you know, they can't do, you know, what they used to do, and plus the way the uh, – the USDA has a, a long history of discriminating against black farmers. And so they were not the older black farmers. Well, we didn't about to say the older black farmers, black farmers in general were not, a they didn't enjoy the same opportunity as similar situated white farmers. And uh, so I would recommend leasing somewhere first as you can. And the way to go about that call your closest HBCU, whether you're in the South or something like that. And a lot of those places have extension services. And those people know, you know, say, hey, you know, my old man, Herm Brown down the road, uh, he may be willing to work with you and and, uh, and let you uh, farm his place until you can get the hang of it. See, now, you know what? That, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think about it like that because it's so much land. And like you're saying, individuals are getting old and they can't take care of them themselves. And I'm sure they wouldn't have a problem teaching you the ropes. You know what I'm saying? 
So it's like for other people to understand, be more relatable, it's like internship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like an internship. You learn the ropes right here. Not that much risk on your part, but you get to know ins and out of the business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, right and you know what, uh, Corey, you said something earlier, since I am originally from Detroit, but when you were talking about, in my mind, concrete farming. So individuals feel as though since there isn't a lot of land that they can't farm or they can't, you know, make uh, create a garden. And you're saying it was uh, very easy to do. Can you explain that, what, what individuals can do in cities? All right. Well, there was a, uh, and I can't think of the gentleman's name, but there was a black man who invented a contraption a couple years ago to basically it's vertical growing. So you can take, say, like a big pot, big vase, and this joker took uh, took a pipe, so took a plastic pipe, like a like a water pipe, cut holes in it, and ran a hose pipe through the top. And so you could grow like onions, tomatoes. So instead of going out, you grow up. And so when they put holes in there, it's one, it'll get oxygen, and, and you know, and the pipe's only maybe six inches round, and the roots will find the oxygen. So you load it with dirt, put uh, seeds in it, and so it grows out on the pipe. Water comes down from the top. I think it's called hydroponics, baby. Yes, it's hydro. Yeah. yeah. And that was a brother that did that. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and so you can do it in the city. So instead of me having to grow an acre worth of, say, collard greens, I can put 10, uh, 10 of these bases out there and grow the same amount growing straight up in the air. So you don't have to really have, you know, a large thing of land to actually feed your community. Yo, and you know, we, that's innovation. That's innovation. And, and and you know what? A lot of us know, well, not a lot of us, but there's individuals, especially our viewers, they understand how certain things are grown, right? And basically what you're saying, yes, that is hydro, right? But the deal is, is how do you create, you know, that type of, I guess, uh, environment. And instead of looking at what you don't have, look and see what you do have. So that's incredible. That is incredible. So hold on. As a matter of fact, you had some uh, questions out there, brother. Uh, let me see. So individuals want to know if they're if if they can get your information later on. Yes, ma'am. Miss Sarah, we will make sure we can give you his information because she has some questions. Right. As far as maybe to, to get it in for herself. And let me see. And here's another question from Pink. Shout out to you, Pink. He wants to know, um, were you born into this trade? Or was it just something that you just just decided to say, hey, I want to be a cowboy and start, you know, growing <laughs> shit? We're like, what, what was that? How did you get into it? The, uh, the first 10 years of my life, I grew up in the southern part of Virginia, right on the North Carolina line. And we, we grew up, we, I grew up in the country. So, like, my cousins, they had ponies. We grew up poor. Uh, in fact, there was... 11 of us in a 900 square foot house, two bedrooms. I mean, yeah, it sounds like something that your grandmother would tell you. Yeah. But (laughs) in those times is that like my mom, there was, it was 16 of them and her parents died when they were in the uh, upper forties. And so she was number seven and she took care of six below her, uh, two above her. (laughs) And then me and my brother, we were all, you know, stuck, stuck in the same house, which was fine. But she had a, a, a sister that lived in front of her, uh, 
cousins that lived always around us. But in in those times, anybody in that neighborhood could tear your tail up if you got out of line. But you were so poor that you didn't know it. I mean, to this very day, I will not eat macaroni and cheese and, and uh, black eyed peas because of them times there because it's, you ate that a lot. <laughs> and then, and uh, but <laughs> if, if you didn't like it, you go across the street. You literally can walk into the neighbor's house, who were not your, you know, blood relatives, but those communities were so tight. You can go anywhere within a mile and eat. You know what? And nothing was ever said. You know what? Hey, that that right there it, by itself is a whole nother conversation. And I really do believe we're lacking that when it comes down to what a village truly is and really being a neighbor and our brothers and sisters keeper. You get what I'm saying? So I just wanted to interject that. But so you got into it because what? It was just natural or everybody was doing it or that was just a way to feed all hundred of y'all in that house. <laughs> what was well, it? It, it, was, uh, it was a natural way of doing it. But, you know, again, you just say, you know, your mama or whatever, daddy had a job and they didn't get off the five. You get off, you get a school bus. We didn't have to have babysitters because anybody in that neighborhood would tear you up. And, you know, we had common sense then, you know, you respect your elders and, and, and things of that nature. But in those days, you could actually, like, I was totally shotgun when I was eight years old going squirrel hunting when I got off the bus and stuff like that. And so that was just a way of life then. You, I wouldn't dare put a gun in an eight-year-old's hand. Spot, I ain't dead now. But it, it was it was just entirely different deal, you know, back then. And then, and so as I, then I moved to North Carolina, I was 10. And uh, so I went from really never seeing the larger community to moving into the larger community. Anyway, and that was a whole different vibe for me because I was like, <laughs> you know, I ain't, I ain't never really hung out with these cats. But then, you know, then I kind of, Start, you know, they was like, hey, can you ride a horse? I'm like, there ain't nothing I can't do. Because I was already doing that in Virginia. <laughs> and uh, and then, then it just went on from there. And uh, I was fortunate enough to play professional baseball in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. And wow. So we were in uh, Billings, Montana. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You just can't breeze over that shit. Hold on. Right on oh, hold on. Like wait a minute. Wait. Wait. So you, you, you were riding... Uh, 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 horses rodeoing cows and shit, right? Growing your own collard greens, and you just happen to play for the damn, uh, uh, damn, uh, uh, baseball league. It is what it is, man. Ain't that a blip? Hey, shout out to you, bro. And I can't believe, hey, and I mean, you just act like, yeah, so yeah, I play for the, you know. The pirates or whatever, and whatnot. Yeah. Then after I that, I just time with the Titans. You yeah, know, you know. Yeah, you know. I, I, I just, you know, I cured cancer and shit real quick. And then after that, I just <laughs> what, man? No, shout out to you, man. But look, hey, Will, what you got, man? What you got? So at, at the end of the day, oh. okay. Now I graduated from North Carolina A and T, and so that is an act. Well, so it's is renowned for engineering. But they had a big ag school there, you know, and very innovative up there. And so, you know, I would kind of go over there and hang out with uh, some of those cats. And uh, and it was natural to see plenty of black people with students at A&T that was over in the ag department. And, and, and so it, they, 
So it's, it's not a new conversation over there. You know what I'm saying? But we can get to the point. Well, life's events happen. And you talked about innovation early. You know, in the conversation we were having. Well, at the end of the day, you look where we are right now. Rise going across the country. And the thing is, is that if you look at the Tulsa riots in 1920, you know, you had uh, basically a black Wall Street that was thriving. And they pretty much were just mass killings, what it was, because they were thriving. They were innovators a little bit of time, but they were, the community was self-supported. Since then, you can't really name any other black communities to that level since 1920. I mean, I'm talking about really doing, I mean, you, okay, you get up to Detroit, y'all was doing Motown. Well, let's, let's go back country now. Let's go back to the country. You might have seen, you know, like uh, Motown, but, you know, you couldn't eat because you didn't know how to grow your own food. Hold on. Wait a damn minute. Hold on. <laughs> you, you yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, you, you may you right. That's true. Being, you know, from the North, man, I'm from Detroit. That's fine. With, yeah, see, my brother, I love you anyway. But, you know, but your folks probably came from down south. Can you agree with that? Uh, half of them. Yeah, half of them. No, seriously, because, no, being perfectly honest, my father's from Ghana, directly okay. from it. Right. But, no, 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 you're absolutely right. And so uh, we have a lot of roots there in Alabama and, and Memphis mm-hmm. specifically. But, no, no, you make a lot of sense. So, but here, let me give a question for you, though. Um, Will, what you got, brother? Brother, you are an amazing individual, right? So I go out to speak to a lot of kids and from a mechanical engineering background, I'm looking to see if you can go out to talk to the younger kids. I heard you say a lot of the older farmers, right? So that means they're dying off. How can we re-energize farming as a profession to our younger generation? What are some things that you can tell them to get them amped up or lit, as they would say, to a profession in farming? Well, anywhere in the country, you're going to find black farmers somewhere in the outskirts of the major cities. And I've got a network of them. And what, are you in St. Louis? I, I know a couple of brothers not too far from there that are big in agriculture. And it, the key is, is to get them around these people and let them talk because it's all about exposure. I mean, because they may be able to get onto a farm and say, dude, you know, look at this big machine or, Man, what is that? Is that a cow or is that a donkey or something? You know, whatever. So it's all about exposing them to to that way of life. And then that will give them the option to go ahead. You said you're a mechanical engineer or into that background. That's the background. Okay. Well, we're the only people on this earth that can't feed ourselves. We was brought here to do this kind of work, but then when that money got thrown out, you you, you look at every time somebody talks about food stamps, first thing that they want to do is stare at your black community. You know, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever seen the budget for the USDA? Only the Defense Department's budget is bigger. Well, what they're doing is they're supporting these white farmers. They're giving them grants. They're just giving them free money. Nobody ever talks about it. Because they want to give you $700 a month in food stamps, but give them 500000 that they don't have to pay back to feed you. Think about what I'm saying. 
It's knowledge. But, hey, Seth, can I get can I get real long? Can I give him some real talk? Hey, hold on. Wait, wait. You say what? Can you do what? Can, can I give him can I give Will some real talk? Man, real if you don't, hey, hey I, I wish you would. Please, let's do All it. Right, let me get, I'm going to go ahead and give you some real talk. So, at the end of the day is this. If we don't learn this as a people, you see the attitude towards our people now with 45 and off. What he does is he says stuff that a lot of them are thinking they're afraid to say at the end of the day. Message. You take a man that has lied 16,000 times in three years, he is my man, but we can't ever break that glass ceiling. But they get mad because George Floyd has is, is, been on a two-week tour on a funeral. I mean, I've seen stuff on Facebook posts that people that I know from the larger community that I didn't even know they could even think like that. I was glad to see it because I'd rather see a snake in front of me and know that what I'm dealing with than the one to sneak up on me. Hey, message. let me real. tell you something, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. And that's real. And ladies and gentlemen, if you, you know what? Thumbs up, hearts, anything. If y'all can dig what you just said. And again, this is the Lions Den. I want to make sure that you know that it's your opportunity to share this and your responsibility. Because there's a shift that's happening. Okay? There is a huge shift. And it depends on you where you're going to be. Right? What side are you going to be on? But this is a prime time. And if we're talking about growing stuff, the, fer the ground is extremely fertile right now to be a part of the change that you want to see, right? Instead of waiting for somebody to do what you can do, now is the time. Herm, what you got, brother? Damn. So, hey, Corey, so we talked a little bit offline about getting into this business, right? And then you brought up uh, a way to get into it is digitally. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you, you're you not good at the farm, but there's probably other opportunities for you inside this business. You care to expound on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be on the front line actually growing cattle or growing crops or row crops. You can have a distribution network. You know, if, if you know somebody like Seth is scared to get out the city, ah. <laughs> you can uh, send food to him and he can distribute throughout the community. So, you know, there there are grocery stores. You know, so you don't have to be on the front line of this thing. There are ways that we can network as a community to make sure that our folks get fed. Just that simple. So, but the biggest thing is, from what I've seen, is that it's the trust factor. And that's where it gets slippery for black people. Seth, I'm going to have to get real talk again. I'm sorry, bro, but he asked me. I deal, I represent black farmers on discrimination claims against the USDA. And the things that I have seen that happens to black farmers, and then when you go to help, the biggest thing is, is the trust factor. Our people don't trust our people. And which is odd to me from the standpoint of, remember, well, this is not too long ago when the best conversation you would have all week would be in the barbershop. Because in that barbershop... That was a real talk. Yeah. yeah. 
You're going to see people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the lowest to the highest, doctors, lawyers, janitors, and everybody had some meaningful to put into a conversation. So you had the opportunity mm-hmm. to, to broaden your horizon so you're going to get somebody else's perspective from the educated, but you will find that the blue-collar guy was probably smarter than the more educated. I'm around smart people all the time. The smartest people I've ever been around is at North Carolina A&T because you took that the, the uh, city folks and, and, and their slick ways and the country folks and their slick ways, and you melted them things together. Oh, you had something there, brother, because you were able to, to, to put together the rule in the city, and it was it was definitely exposure that neither one would have never gotten. And that's what it is. You know, I'm glad you said that, <clears throat> man. This is so this is so divine. All right. This is so divine. And, you know, there's probably individuals that wasn't really too keen on this subject. Right. But they have to understand how things work. You have to be willing to think different and to expose yourself to different things in order to move differently. You get what I'm saying? And what you just said makes so much sense because what I know from the east side of Detroit and what you know from the west side of, you know, either Georgia or or Nashville or whatever the case it is, the common thing is love for each other, okay? That's the common thing. Right. And then once we can identify that, let's build on that trust. Like, hey, man, listen, this is what I heard about y'all Detroit cats. Is that true? Yeah, some of it is. (laughs) It is. But at the end of the day, I love you enough to put that mess aside so I can learn from you. And are you willing to put whatever uh, unconscious biases that you have so that we can, you know, come together? You get what I'm saying? So I appreciate you. Listen, we got a question and shout out to Miss Lily Wilson. She asked, and we talked about it earlier, <clears throat> but she asked, how has Monsanto, now Bayer, uh, yeah, Bayer, yes, impacted the farm industry? Are they no longer an issue for uh, those wanting to enter into the uh, the farming industry? So what's your thoughts about that? And because you, you spoke in that earlier, I brought it up and, and you just put it, you put us all on game, but what, what you guys say about that? But, but the catch is this, that, that never was a hill for climate because typically in our community, we never was invited to that party anyway. True story. I've been in for a long time. However, the, what they were doing was this, basically they wanted to put a patent on their seeds. So if you bought seeds from this, from them this year and you know you had your corn to go up what they wanted to stop was you taking seeds from those same corn uh stalks uh or cobs and growing corn for the following year without paying without buying from them that's what they basically tried to do they were not the only you know show in town but but that never really affected us because we never had a chance to get into that game so my challenge is just to the black community as a whole. You spoke on it very well. We need to get over this north-south thing and better realize we're in the same boat together. And if we don't go back to back, what they say, you know, uh, uh, Mustangs, you know, circling the wagon and kicking out, or donkeys kicking out everything to come next, 
<laughs> that, that <divide> <laughs> Damn, I never heard that, brother. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm have, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Say that. That's crazy. That's two cats fighting for a mouse. What'd you say, her? What'd you say, her? What'd you say? I said, I said that's crazy. It's two cats fighting over a mouse right there now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so say that again, brother, with the with the donkey and the wheel and shit. What'd you say? So if you ever, if you ever got to a farm. Mm-hmm. And let's say there was a like a predatory animal, and there was a herd of, of donkeys out there. Well, they will get in a circle and they will kick in at each other. Well, well horses will get in a circle and kick out to whatever the threat is. Does that makes sense to you. Damn. We as a people, we kicking we in. People. We kicking each other's ass. Hold on, man. Hold on. Did y'all hear that? Message. That's a message. Hey, and that's from a cowboy. Y'all better pick that shit on up. Hey, but listen, hold on. We got to take a little pause for the calls and uh, talking about supporting supporting us and supporting good business we got some brothers that's been holding us down for a while now right and i just want to introduce you to kevlar's grill ladies and gentlemen y'all know what it is one of our sponsors and um they've been getting it in they're inside the vfw the scott vfw their number is 618-416-5700 they still got the gratitude box uh thing going on so y'all can call make an order and you can give food to first responders right and and individuals in hospitals, uh, the police department, you name it. And it is a great time. They do the catering and everything. And now they was down for a couple of days due to some uh, plumbing issues, but everything is back good and, and they're popping it back open. So make sure y'all holla at them. And uh, yeah, so they do deliver. They got the Grubhub 25 mile radius, ladies and gentlemen, make sure y'all holla at them. Okay. They're inside of the VFW outside the Scott Air Force Base uh, gate back gate vfw post 4183 and again the number 618-416-5700 then don't forget school gonna be coming back in for some of y'all but if not y'all can look fly on the computer right so why don't y'all get these shoes get these kicks y'all go to urban soul right holla at this boy go on uh instagram urban soul uh, i'm sorry upper soul u-p-p-e-r-s-o L-E-Z. They got the retro kicks and, and all of it. So for y'all sneakerheads out there, go ahead and support this brother. He's getting it in. Last but not least, I want to make sure you guys know that we still have the Lion's Den apparel. Now, there has been some delays, obviously, because of the COVID and everything. But for those of you that have placed orders, we appreciate it. And they have been coming in. I even got mine here for my, my daughter. We got her one. Hey, uh... Look at that. It's nice. Purple. Favorite color. So we got the kids sizes and, and y'all that's uh, working out. Get them on in. Will, he's rocking his. Don't forget, you got your mugs. You got different colored mugs and everything. Hoodies. And when they do open up all the beaches and, you know, where y'all trying to get it in with y'all mask on looking crazy, you can get your towels, right? You got the beach towels. And if you got the new babies being in quarantine, there's going to be a lot of them. So make sure y'all get them onesies, okay? Get them onesies so your baby can look fly and be a part of the pride. Right on? Right on. So, man, brother, 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 man, you, you've been keeping, keeping it, keeping 100, man, and I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Will, what you got, brother? I'm soaking up the, the information, and I'm trying to figure out 
that message. You say you got some contacts over near the St. Louis area, right? Uh-huh. Let's see if we can work together and set up some of these field trips. And I, I'm quite sure we can get a lot of young men and women to want to go out to see things like that. I remember going to Grant's Forum back in the day. I was appalled. And you know how it is for a brother from the hood to see a donkey. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's an enlightening experience, right? So I think if we can inspire them at a younger age, we can definitely grow that that desire and to do something different. But as you guys talked about, we hate on each other a lot. I, I don't think that trust is there. So I think you're a big contribution to showing that, hey, you cool being like this, and it's a great profession. I'm quite sure you're, you're well off. <laughs> I think sometimes we got to tell people the benefits of it. It, it, ain't, it, ain't no, it. it ain't no easy work. You know, yeah, no, I feel you, Will. And you know what, man? You're right. What we don't do, we don't expose the other side of things as far as what's fly. You see what I'm saying? We, we show, hey, no, it's fly to rap. And it's fly to be a basketball player. So our youth, they see what we gravitate to, what we show interest in. You know what I mean? Who who, who we feel is, you know, getting it in. But if our so uh, if our knowledge is only limited, you get what I mean? So we have to be willing to expand on what we think about farming, you know, or cowboys. So what, what you think about that, Corey? Well, remember back in the late 70s, early 80s, you would watch the Cowboys play or whatever, and then they would interview a black athlete, and you couldn't really understand what he was saying. Mm. Look, okay, oh, now you didn't drop the head on me. He, he didn't drop the head on me, her. Okay, ah, but now damn it. It, makes you, it makes your chest swell with pride from the standpoint. You hear these young brothers talk now, yes, I'm going to be an aerodynamic engineer. You know, you're just like, wow, we have come a long way. That's true. Years. We've come a long, long way. Last 40 years, a super, super long way. And and so now I think that we're ready to fly. But we've got to like keep each other from hating on each other. Yeah, I'm I'm my own man. I'm tough in my own skin, you know, because I can go somewhere, you know, I got on boots, you know, starch jeans or whatever. You know, you hear some of the young brothers say like you know, when I look over and this kind of smiles, I say, hey, don't look at these little tweets. <laughs> I was black home before you were. <laughs> and and uh, but but you 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 run into that type of thing, but you need to take the time. But what I am finding is is that this younger generation of this whole they've been exposed more to mainstream. And I'm not saying conform to anybody. Be yourself, but you need to broaden your horizon yes. to make sure you're not thrown in that in that same box. Mm-hmm. Because the only way that you're going to beat a wolf, you better live amongst them to figure out his ways. I mean, because I can tell Will, you better not do this. But Will, you going to know it if you was amongst them and see it for yourself. Yo, man, hell. Woo. So hold on. I got to give you another one. Message. People not digging that. Because... And, and, and Herm, I know you can feel this, but I can only tell you so much. But until I grab you, oh, and you have to be willing to. So your mind got to be open to, you know, to take this in. But I got to be willing to do my due diligence to, 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 to take you under my wing and say, hey, now this is another side of it. 
I need you to experience this. I need you to see it. I need you to smell it. I need you to taste it. I need you to hear it so you can understand it. You get what I mean? No, that's real. That's real. Herm, what you got, bro? So, you know, we're we talking about, you know, our community hating on each other a lot, right? And, and I feel it, man, because even on, on my own show, man, they hate on my skin complexion and my singing ability. So I get it, man. We, we need to start doing a better job making sure we uplift each other instead of hating on each other all the time. You know what I mean? But, hold on, hold on, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, no, 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 hell no. Hell, hell no. No, no, no. To the hell no, no. No, no. Put a comma in it. Wait, put a, put a comma. First of all, Court, I need to let you know, this brother feels somewhere in his infinite wisdom that his complexion is equal to mine. I'm sure everybody can see that, you know, they, they shit's in color right now, right? But for some reason, he feel as though not only can he beat Mike Tyson ass, but me and him can pass today. as like Hold on, oh, oh, and today, today. he could be disaster. And he feel as though we can pass for like brothers, twins. He, he owes the two right there. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, he, 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 he nothing. Mike Tyson, a go whoop your ass, and brother, you, you 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 can't get it. You can't get it. So you're not one to die. man. Get to your damn point, bro. Check this out. <laughs> So um, speaking of speaking of change and being with the wolves and know how they move, um, I'm I'm noticing a shift in that culture as well. You know what I'm saying? As the younger uh, uh, country generation come, a white country generation comes up, the music is changing. You know, the country music is changing right now. It's coming more to pop, and it's even also more accepting to to other outside influences. I put it that way. And just now, recently, we talked about earlier. NASCAR dropping Confederate flags and sending out, uh, they said everything but Black Lives Matter. Um, do you see that bleeding over to the agriculture uh, ranching industry as well? Because I know that's closely related. Oh, Lord. Seth, you messed with me again, but I'm going to break it down. I want you to hear me, and I want you to hear me good. Oh, hey, do it, brother. Okay, now, as I told you earlier, Every dime made in NASCAR is through sponsorships, right? So we got that point. Well, there's a report called a target market report. And so if black America was its own country, it would be the eighth wealthiest in the world. So that translates into, hey, they've got an economic value to us. Now they raising all kinds of hell and says, no, we're not going to sit back and wait for us to change. You're either going to change and we're going to pull our dollars and do something else. Technology is making it easier for us to communicate. Because before, without being on Zoom, I never would have had a chance to talk to y'all. Okay? So then you could keep me into that proverbial box we've been talking about all the show. And so, so now, when we can share ideas and say, look, I'm not mad at anybody. A dog on it. I want to be able to feed myself. And for the next, before the next revolution, I want to be able to say, "Hey, you know what? I got my own steak, you know, and I know how to get them." Because you get eating is a necessity. It ain't like a pair of Air Jordans. Even though we'll go kill each other for a pair of Jordans, we won't kill each other for a steak. We got to eat these steaks. You know, we got to, we got to eat some vegetables, steak liver. Okay, and what was the second part of that, huh? 
You you hit me with the NASCAR. Damn. Damn. So, so I, I was talking about how the, how the, how the generation it seems uh, it appears to be changing. There was a country artist that came out and made a song called Black Like Me. You know what I'm saying? It came Brown's coming out made a song years ago when we're talking about back when you started listening to country music. Uh, you, long, long, long time ago. You see how you did that? You see how he did that shit, though? Corey, you see how he did that You would never hear a song like that. Remember Brad Paisley's uh, uh, Welcome Welcome to the Future? I don't know if you ever heard that song, but it raised all kind of hell because he started talking about race in that song. Um, so I know that, you know what I'm saying, there's, there's, there appears to be a shift that's slowly but surely happening with these younger artists. Do you believe that it's going to translate into the uh, agriculture of the ranching community as these older folks get older and, and leave and the younger people come in. Seth, I got to give it to real one more time. Bro. Go on. Sock it to him. Shit. <laughs> All right, this is the catch. You ain't got to ask, ask for nobody's acceptance. Before, they were the gatekeepers. Technology has changed all that. Why do you think NASCAR folded today? Damn Hit right. The Hit the goddamn message button. Bro, you're right. You're right. <laughs> message. Hey, because, bro, yeah, two times. Hold on. You're right. Listen, man, listen. That makes so much sense. Hold on. I, I, I just have to jump in there. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, I want to say thank you all for tuning in. I see my brother. Shout out to you, E. Um, everybody, y'all. Look, thank you all for being on. But this is the key, though, y'all. We got to realize that. Stop waiting for people to do what you can do. Stop waiting. Lord have mercy. Why are you waiting for a leader? Why are you waiting for somebody to teach you? Listen, brother, I didn't fix my car. I don't know how many times just by looking at you two. I didn't say hundreds of First of all, I haven't been to a barber shop to cut my own hair in like maybe seven or eight years just because I took the time to learn. You get what I'm saying? We we can do so much, but we have to stop being so reliant on the next person. But go ahead, brother, to your point with the NASCAR. Well, with technology now, we've got a way to communicate. And so even in the country field, I'll give you the best example right here. So you had Charlie Pride, right? So, man, I know that's, that's, you know, too old for you, but that's fine. But let me give you this fact right here because I'm going to expand on this fact. Other than Garth Brooks, Charlie Pride has sold more albums than anybody in country music history. That includes George Strait and Johnny Cash and the rest of their heroes. Damn. In fact, they don't give him the same credit as they do of these old, so-called other B outlaws. Okay. So now we go to Jimmy Allen. So, so, you know, that's up in your generation right there. Brother, sings good. Nobody, I didn't even know the dude was black. Listen to him sing. I had no idea. It took me four months listening, and then somebody told me, said, you know he's black, don't you? I said, well, no, I didn't. <laughs> but, but anyway, but things, as you stated before, the shift is happening. But here in, 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 in Middle Tennessee, I'm bringing that guy we spoke about, the most famous cowboy going right now, Fred Whitfield, brother. I'm bringing him to Tennessee to put on a clinic there. There's going to be some country music there. I didn't ask for nobody to do it. I pulled out my damn checkbook, and the shit was on and popping. I'm not going to sit back and ask somebody, can I do this? It's like you shouldn't ask me, of course, 
you know, we got to eat. What are we going to do if they cut off the grocery stores? This stuff started jumping at $20 a pound for ground beef, which is at $10 now. We ain't got to ask for that. We ain't got to ask for nothing. We got our own cows. We got our own land. I'm going to feed you. So why do, don't, don't, don't let them put you in a box. All you got to do is pick up the phone, and if I can't figure it out or somebody else can't figure it out, we can get on these Zooms. Somebody's going to figure it out because, as Seth said, if you wait on them, oh, no, I ain't going to say just them. If you wait on anybody. 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 White, white Hispanic, Indian, you wait on anybody, uh, anybody, don't let your dreams die because you wouldn't take that first step. That's it. Damn. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, it, it is. The, the, the deal is, is this. I feel blessed because I've been able to do a lot in my time here. I mean, I want them people spontaneous. If I feel the urge and Get if it. I think I can do it, Get it. I'm, I'm going to go and do it. But it ain't going to be because I didn't go out there and try it. My biggest regret in life right now is that I didn't play college football. I was much better in football in high school than I was. In baseball, just throw baseball work out. I mean, that went down. <laughs> but I sit back to this day. I love watching college football. And and I'll sit there and go, man, I could have been something special in that. And I ain't kicked it yet. And it's been that much shit for 30 years. And I still ain't moving. Since then... Anything that I thought I wanted to do, I would figure if I if I didn't have the resources to do it, I'd find out how could I get in just enough and, and find out what was really there and, and I'll make my own opportunity. Wow. I ain't I ain't gonna I tell you what, I'm not gonna ask you. Hey. I'm not gonna ask to be accepted by nobody. Right. Put it this way. If I decide I wanna do it, you gonna slide over or you gonna get out the way. But but standing on my neck ain't gonna work, bro. Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know what? And, and look, and I love that spirit, man. And I think, I think if we all, I don't know, man. And I'm gonna get to you, Will, because I know you got a question. But it's almost like I wish if we were able to identify those that type of energy, right, within the community, but then say, "Hey, I'm ready to ride. If you're ready to ride, let's get this plan together." And then let's mobilize. You get what I'm saying? Let's do that. Because other than that, you got so many individuals that want to be a damn chief, right? And everybody wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do this. And then we, we're divided, right? All we have to do is find a common goal and say, hey, I may not be able to do what you can do, but I can do this. So let what I can do help you out when you need me. Like, for example, we have so many individuals that's trying to organize and have all these ideas let me say hey we have the lion's den right now we believe in what you're trying to do you have a voice that we don't have come to the lion's den and then we can help not just your community but expand you know the audience it's being able to be willing to come together and say well no i'm only gonna do this you either jump with me or you get out my way no 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 because then you realize it's power in numbers it's power in numbers. So at the same time, at the bottom line, we have to find a common goal of love and then build the trust and be able to move. Will, what you got, bro? Hey, brother, you're really iconic, right? So 
for those people that are watching, probably never seen a brother that's in the agriculture field like yourself. Take us through a day, an average day in your life. Oh, well, I get up at 4 o'clock every morning. Uh, I get up and go. I've got some horses not far from where I live. I get up and go feed the horses. But the reason why I get up and, and move so early, all the world is quiet at that time. You know, my phone ain't blowing up off the hook. You know, you 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 got a little time to think about things that have happened, things that are going to happen. But most importantly, you got a chance to talk to God in, in the meantime. Because what you find in, in, in my line of business, there's very few of us in there. And when I tell you, they come at me all the time, one way or the other, because people like things to shine. You know, a, a, a dog barks at moving cars. How many times have you ever seen a, a dog bark in a car just sitting in the driveway? <laughs> don't happen. Oh, hey, there we go, Seth. <laughs> put the mute hey, button man. on. Hey, hey, if, if, a, if, a cat, if a cat get his tail caught in a rocket chair, it's going to holler. Man, if you don't set your ass up. <laughs> but no, but that makes sense, though. That makes sense. It's like, for real. Seriously. You With got to get moving. You're not a threat if you shouldn't steal. Damn. You're not, you're not a threat if you shouldn't steal. Damn, man. I've got something I want to do. And then this is what they do. You ain't making those think about it. I'm not asking you for nothing. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So I'm not even saying we even got to share the same room. Only thing I'm going to say is this. I'm not like that boy that you thought you had a little, uh, you had power over in the seventh grade. You know, I, I believe in Jesus. But I also would tell you that the Old Testament was part of the Bible too. I mind my own business. But don't 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 bring that mess over here, because I ain't going out like that. You do your thing, I'll do my thing. I don't need you. You don't need me. We can go with this. This is why I love Southern people, man. That's why I love country folk, man. Do not do not get sideways. We we come in peace, but we'll leave you in pieces. You know what I'm saying? I love, yeah. it. Oh, you I love it. That was a better one. Did that hit? Did that hit? Yeah, yeah, that, that hit. That, that hit. That, that that's working because the cat and the hollering shit. No, that was that was whack. But look, hey, but you know what though, Corey, man, listen, you're saying a lot of sense, man, and we have to be able to be willing to uh, separate ourselves from individuals that can't dig it. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you understand what I'm saying, and and I'm talking to those that can understand what I'm what I'm really trying to say. You can't. Not everybody's going to come with you, all right? Not everybody's going to come with you, and you have to be willing to uh, have a certain mindset to be willing to compartmentalize individuals and say, hey, I can deal with you over here, but when it comes down to this train, this, this, this one right here, you, you're bringing something negative that we don't, we don't need, and you're not contributing to this, to this movement, to this journey. You get what I'm saying? So... Understand your boundaries and cut folks off. We're getting ready to move. As a matter of fact, take that back. We're already moving. Yeah. Herb hit something real good earlier. Is that the shift is already taking place. Yeah. 
And there are a, a lot of, of the younger generation, they're going to support you just because, and it doesn't matter what community. But at the, at, at the end of the day, this is the best advice I can give anybody. Under all circumstances, whether the truth hurts or it's going to hurt, do what's right. If you do what's right and you put your head down to that pillow tomorrow and you don't get up, then it was well worth it. But when you start doing things, you know, cutting corners, well, just because you wanted that Corvette a year earlier than you should have bought it, but you ain't paid folks that kind of help put you up, it makes it bad for everybody else. It does. But that peace is more important than that silver and gold. Brother, ain't it? Ain't it? Ooh, brother. I've been on both sides of it, brother. I'm telling you, that peace is nothing like it. There, there are times, man, when I know somebody is wrong, and I'm just like, you know what? I ain't even going to deal with this to shut this mouth up. Either here's your money back, or what can I do to remedy the situation? And knowing, and knowing they're wrong what they're trying to do. Knowing it wrong. But the thing is, I'm going to always look at you with a smile. Because there ain't nothing that you can do to me. If you never, if you didn't give me joy, you damn sure can't take it from me. And you don't have that ability as a human to do that. But you sit there and say, you know what, you must need it in my mind. You must need it worse than I do. But when you when you can do business and that integrity, when ain't nobody looking and you still do the right thing, that gives you that peace. And when you go on like that, man, I'm telling you, I've been on both sides of this thing. And in my older years, when I go to sleep at night, man, it is weird from the standpoint of, I feel like my, grand, my, my, my grandma, my older uncles, whatever, like, man, they always watch the news and stuff like that. I don't even watch regular TV. I watch sports, but I watch the news. Every last three or four months, I watch old sermons on YouTube more than I watch the news now because the news has got your dog on disheartening. Ain't it horrible? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a it, mess. It's rough. Yeah. But you will find more answers to life questions in them old sermons. Man, there's some good cats on there. I mean, especially them older ones. You find the ones from the 90s and early 2000s. And them juggles hooping. They, they answer a lot of my life's questions. And I, that, But that's for me. You know, I can't tell nobody about their own salvation, but I'm telling you what works for me. And that piece is something more that I was long missing in my life. But at the end of the day, if I call it success, term, will, you know, we've got 500 people in our community. Ain't nobody here rich. But I know the price of ground beef is $10 a pound. Government only throwing out, if you're self-employed, $600 a week. My rent's $1,400 a month. You can't make ends meet. But if I can relieve this pressure and say, you know what? I still can live pretty good, but I can let y'all eat at last year's prices. I don't want to see nobody's kids. No, forget that. I don't want to see no man, I don't care what community he's from, sit there and starve. That that ain't right. I mean, that you know, that ain't what we here on earth to do. I mean, you, you can take all the politics out of everything. If you do right, right, you know, you know, the blessings gonna flow. But but the catch to it is this. Will, this was for you. Well, you go to Malachi 
when God decides to bless you, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm living it right now as we speak. When he opened the windows of heaven, you cannot get out the way of them blessings. Man, I didn't learn how to try to get into the flow of his blessings. And when I tell you things are well around him, it ain't because I was something special. It's because I changed me. Oh, and I got no way to go. No, no, no. Now, I, ain't, I ain't even gonna try to get it twisted myself. But when I changed as a person and made sure under all costs to do the right thing, even when it hurt, you know, have compassion for everybody else opposed to, you know, you got to, I'm going to hit Farrakhan with you right here. I saw a uh, speech of Farrakhan. He was preaching in the Baptist church. Most profound statement I've ever seen. Talking about Peter. You got to first remove thyself. That's a mouthful to a believer. And when you can take yourself out of the equation and say, you know what? I'm in good health. Herm can't feed himself, even though he think he can beat Mike Tyson. Waterhead. I got to make sure my brother eats at the end of the day. I mean, even 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 if I had to give it to him, even if I had to cut what I had it in half, you better be about that kind of life. Ooh. Don't don't look at it. Man, I gotta. I'm only gonna make a dollar a pound of her. And Herm sitting over there looking like he from Ethiopia. No, I'm gonna make this joke easier if I got to get in mind. That's where your blessings come from. All this other stuff, man. Look at you. Took everything you have, all this other family. In a whirlwind. That double for his trouble. And I ain't trying to get I ain't mean to turn this into a sermon, but it's some real talk. You, you, you know what? You, let me tell you something, brother. <clears throat> and and I know this is your first time on the on the den. This is so well, man. This is so 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 real. And but everything, I, I promise you, it seemed like. And y'all, hey, the den team, y'all, let me know if I'm wrong. But these last maybe four shows has really been divine meaning. Meaning they have all been connected to something. Keep in mind, brother. You've been getting it in for years. I guarantee you, you've been getting it in for years. But the timing is so impeccable right now because this is a time that we have to really identify with us and help remove those frivolous things that we felt as though we needed or that identified us, which isn't true. You see what I'm saying? Then that gives us, this gives us time to identify what we recognize as truly, truly important. Is my brother truly important to me? Do I really care about this person the way I say I do? You get what I mean? It's it's like that. So what you're saying right now, it's, it's, it's not about religion, in my opinion, right? Because I'm not a religious individual. However, I understand truth. I understand what the ego can do. You understand? I understand what um, what love can do and can't do. You get what I mean? And this is what we want to make sure individuals know on this show. But, hey, brother, let me give you one last word. What, what do you got for our, for our audience, man, before we wrap it up? What you got? If you get a chance, we're, we're rolling out uh, our, our beef model. Is that if you'll send them when you do your uh, post-production, the email to our website. I'm able to feed 
our people at last year's prices, I'm going to be fine with it regardless. But I want you to, oh, I ain't going to say you, but I want our people in general to open their mind. You're going to eat anyway. If you will buy from me, my company, I will be able to go to your North Carolina A&Ts, your Tuskegee's, the Prairie Views, and write a check for the next generation. It ain't about me. I didn't told you that before we even got to this part. When, when I learned that it never was about me, I was just crazy enough to do the job, then everything else fell into place. And so if you'll put up the link, decide for the chef. It's the same beef that you're eating out of whatever restaurant that you're getting. I can sell to restaurants and I can sell to, to families. And everything that you buy, I'm only going to take just a little bit because my thing is, is I've got a 13-year-old. <laughs> hey, you, hey, hey, look, he got to get college and them shoes too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it ain't even about that. Yeah. But think about the kids that don't really have anybody to look up to. You know what I'm saying? Think about the kids, even like Will was talking about, to get them interested in agriculture. I'm not about me. I'm going to be fine. But I want to see the next Corey Lee, you know, rise up. I want to see the next Seth Miller rise up. Herman Brown, Will, I didn't get your last name. So I, sorry, bro. But uh, I, I want to see the next person with a dream. not afraid to take that step. That's what it's all about. You're right. and, you know, and sometimes you got to push them out there. Got to. You push them out there. And then find that that, that, that water ain't as, as rough as you thought it was once you get into it. Mm-hmm. That fly. That, that, that's what I'm about. It, it, it never was about me. It's, it's making sure. Because, like, I get calls all the time. And I'm just like, man, what can I do for you? Well, you know, such and such. Hey, what can I do for you? I, I can't worry about everybody else. But anything that, if I can help you save on your groceries and feed your family, it's great. But what little that I do make, a portion of that little bit is going to be the better somebody else. That's how it is. If I can feed the country, just a penny of everything that I sell will be more than enough for me. I dig it. Right (laughs) on. I appreciate it. Will, what you got, man? What's your last word? Last word for me is going to be trust and perseverance. Uh, we've gone through a lot in our lifetimes, and if we don't act now and move, not sit still, and to what you talked about, about how many dogs barked at the car that's sitting still, people that get up off their ass and learn how to care about other individuals and quit making excuses. Hey, brother, I, I appreciate you, man. Um, we definitely be in contact because I want those contacts because I want to oh, yeah. get some kids out. Oh, yeah. No, trust me. Yes. I'm about yes. So I appreciate you, man. And, hey, thank you all for tuning in. Yes, no doubt. Yeah, hey, man, listen, after today, you, you're going to have some customers. Trust me. For real, for real. Herm, what you got, bro? Don't let him start talking about country music. No, oh, he ain't. Hey, push you there? Let me see. His foot's there. He didn't went to sleep. Right. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, let foot go. Okay, me. go ahead, Foots. Oh, what you got? Man. Um, I got a question for you. Can you uh send me some of that online? Do you have an online store or where I can get a hold of you? Because I'm trying to get some of that meat, brother. Brother, I got you, brother. I don't come in here half cocked. Look at 
I've been thinking about that the whole time. Sit there hungry. You get your hungry ass. So, <laughs> hey, hey, but look, hey, no, but for real. No, but, but for real, yeah. for real, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. Thank you for coming on and enlightening me and the family of the Lions Den and everybody that's been on watching, man. You have you have truly gave us the inspiration, man. You 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 showed me another part I didn't know about that we out here doing as brothers and sisters. Right on, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. No doubt. Go ahead, Herm. So I, yeah, I had a little let Fuss get in there with the crickets and all the electronics. Yeah, stuff you going. heard it. Then the AC popped on for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so so my message out to people is that I really hope that they really listen to this. Um. I was excited about you coming on, Corey, um, just because I knew what your background was about. You was going to bring a different perspective to the show. But then I also knew that you was going to drop certain gems and you didn't disappoint. I really appreciate that, man, because the thing is, people need to hear that. They need to hear that. Don't wait. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't sit sit on your high side uh, waiting for the opportunity. You got to go out there and get it. You know what I'm saying? That's what, exactly what you did. Uh, we talked before. I'm spitting. You talked before that about uh, some of the things that's happened to you. Uh, we didn't really get into it um, that you're going through right now, but you never let that hinder you, and you you kept moving forward. And that is the message that I want to give out to people. It's like, yo, it's up to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, life is not life is not always going to be easy, and they're not always going to give you underhand pitches. You know what I'm saying? You you got to be able to adjust and move forward. Um, we talked about hating and all that other type stuff, and y- y'all know how I feel about it. You you really motivated me. Um, I'm not going to wait anymore. I really ain't. And you talked about you, you're going to have the, the cowboy come on. I'm ready to come on stage and sing for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, Damn I'm it, man. You couldn't, just couldn't no. do it. Just Hold couldn't on, do man. it. Get this out, goddamn. I'm ready to come on. It's my time to shine. It's, this is my year. You know what I mean? So let me get on. I'm not even gonna charge nothing. You know what I mean? Just let me get on and and blow up one time. All right. So listen, this, this is how we go do this, Herm. Listen, <laughs> Herm. Listen, you singing is exactly what the whole 2020 has been about, bro. You are like the damn, the damn. Yeah, man. You you like the Brussels sprouts to the rest of everything that's been going on, bro. So stop <laughs> it, funky dog, yeah, man. Jesus Christ. But listen, brother, listen, shout out to you, man, for real, man, for coming on. You really got it in, man. You really, you really um, uh, enlightened us and also the den. And ladies and gentlemen, if y'all still on, I know we kind of uh, went by the times, but we will be putting on uh, his website and we're going to post that and make sure that y'all support this brother. He's getting it in and he doesn't have a problem giving you what you need, right price. And you know, that it was, you know, that it's going back to the community. So that's what's up. So so if y'all see this, please share it and make sure that um, that y'all um, get this word out. And we will holler at y'all next. Se- well, no, this is coming up Sunday, right? What we got, Herm? Yeah, caught you again, didn't I? <laughs> Wait, what we got? No, you ain't got me, man. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, uh, when I look at the calendar, sometimes I get a little bit confused. <laughs> But that's it. If you come, if you come to the page, I promise you we'll right. have it together. That's it. Just know it's gonna be a good show. Yeah, it's gonna be good. So that's look, that's it. But look, y'all, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all for watching. Please share this though, because we couldn't be where we are if it wasn't for you. Also, don't be afraid. Give us feedback. I posted something earlier. What other conversations would you like to have? 
who do you think would be a great guest? If you have the contact, shoot them to us. You know what I mean? This is how open we are. It's, it's not a problem. Let us know and then just make sure they have something to talk about. Other than that, we, you know, we, they going to get bit by the lion's den. <laughs> but look, y'all hold it down. We appreciate y'all. Later. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking, on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com, a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.